Welcome back, folks, to the Mel Wright Show. This is episode 207. Unfortunately, my co-host, Robert, is not here. He's gone on another little vacation. He's sunning himself somewhere down south. But I'm holding the fort, and I've got a great guest here. We've got Chris Bentley joining us. So, Chris, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Uh, sure. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I'm super pumped. Uh, ready to talk some technology um, and a little bit about my background. And I'm sure uh, you know you guys can look me up. But uh, over 16 years of real estate experience, uh, multiple different states that I've sold in. Uh, I now have uh, a financial advisor license, a securities license. So I have a, a capital management company that I have, I have Amazon store that I started. Uh, so I'm just a not entrepreneur and uh, more like a business owner, I think, uh, more when you look at the different definitions. But uh, I just like to dabble in different things. But real estate is really my my go-to. Oh, that's great. So, and you're based in Dallas, is that correct? Correct. And it's you, you're more in the kind of upper luxury area? Yeah, I do it all, but luxury seems to find me. <laughs> well, that's great, dude. Uh, um, so, let, let's delve in my, my first question. You know, how, how do you, do you utilize on lead generation to generate leads? And if you do... What have been some of your successes and failures on online marketing in the past couple of years? Can you give us a kind of broad sure. add to your view it and do you use online lead generation in general? Um, well, Facebook is changing uh, as of, I believe, the last couple of days. Um, but in general, uh, I used a lot of Facebook on personal and a business page, uh, more on the personal side. And then uh, LinkedIn was really, really hot for me for a while. Um, now it's kind of cooled off a little bit for me. Um, I have a Twitter, I have a Snapchat, I have Instagram. Uh, Instagram is really good for me. Uh, Facebook Stories is really good for me. Uh, but Facebook has changed up a little bit. And uh, they haven't really come out with this whole uh, announcement yet. But I think Zuckerberg was talking about it. But it's changed. Like you, The way you post on your personal page is going to be more based off of uh, just personal, like, you know, friends, family, talking about stuff. Um, and then if you want to do like a business post, then you have to actually have a business page. Um, right now I'm kind of skirting it a little bit and like kind of cheating the system because I emailed support um, and just because of my, you know, I've been there and my fan base, but um, that's going to change at some point. And it's just going to be only personal posts. So uh, from that, so you seem to be suggesting that you actually use your personal profile more than your actual business page and, and paid advertising. Is that correct? Yeah, I do a lot more branding than I think a lot of other people do. So what I mean by that is uh, I show houses for sale. I show more of like the business aspect versus more of like, Hey, like, you know, uh, I don't get into politics. I don't get into any of that stuff. So it's more like my day to day, or like if I have a great business uh, thing that I, you know, came up with, I'll be like, "Hey guys, you know, next time you do this, do it this way." Uh, so it's just kind of a a way for more of a personal interaction versus. Uh, I think business pages are great. It's just it's very it feels kind of corporateish um, and very like kind of tight, um, depending on how you run your your business page. But that's how I feel about my page at least. It's just very like. 
dry. So um, when it comes to lead generation, um, what are your morphologies? What, what, what is working for you? And do you have a kind of set system for a lead generation online? I try to post every day on across all spectrums except Snapchat. I'm not really big on Snapchat, but some people are. Um, I'm not that young. And uh, if you have like a younger, younger demographic, it usually is a little better. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is just more branding. So they'll see that, you know, I'm posting a lot of stuff or got some houses to sell or have some great content. And, uh, you know, I do some video stuff on YouTube as well. So then they'll see it and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, you have some great marketing. I want you to list my home or vice versa being like, hey, you know, uh, I'm looking for a home. Do you know any, you know, can you show me some properties? So it's just kind of nice. And uh, Dallas is a lot of relocation. So oh. a lot of people will do some research on me. Uh, they'll hear about me, do some Google search something, and then they'll come across my Facebook page. And then that's really like kind of the, from what I've done and how I like interview other people for vendors and stuff, it's kind of like the nail in the, in the coffin for me in terms of if I'm going to hire this person or not. So uh, if you have a really nice like Facebook page and it's really like outstanding and you kind of steer clear from the, the politics and the cuss words and stuff like that, you should exactly uh, keep, it, keep it professional. Yeah. I think that pretty much like nails the, nails the, the deal shut. So, um, going to ask you what's CRM, but my next question is um, how important do you think the website, having a, a good website, not, not only for your brokerage, but you, I don't know if you've got your own personal website. I think you have, haven't you? Um, how important do you think in 2009 having a, a, a reasonably quality website, web presence is? Well, for years I had no website. My website was like the broker's website, which was uh, just a website to search for homes. And then I changed it up and, you know, bought my own website. I had an idea uh, about how I wanted to do it. And then on top of that, you know, I just create a lot of content. So I had some great stuff to actually post on there. Um, and that's helped me tremendously because oh. people can now like search me, not have to go through Facebook, not have to really... Uh, you know, dig through a bunch of stuff. They actually have, you know, my profile standing or uh, staring at, you know, at them in the face at the computer. And then they can see like, you know, I have everything there. I have like YouTube videos I can go to. I have my books for sale. I have uh, houses, you know, that are for sale. I have a lot of different stuff. So people will go on there and I can check it through just Google analytics and I can see how long they're staying on there. You know, what pages are they looking at? How long are they looking at those pages? And I, really, it's just they go on there and they click to see, like, am I real? And, like, am I doing a good job? And and that usually, like, seals the deal for them. Right. So the website, is it, is it, did you go down the WordPress route or did you go, like, to the real geeks route? Is it a package um, that you bought or how have you approached it? Yeah, that? mine was more, like, I did a lot of research and figured out it's pretty damn expensive to have something really nice and then you have to pay, like, ongoing services. So I'm not really at that level where I need to have that much, uh, you know, 24 hours of or, you know, 42, 78 hours of maintenance all the time. Like, I can just go in there and cut and paste and drag or upload something when I need to. Um, usually my... My costs are anywhere from, I'd say about three to four hundred dollars a year. Um, I try to keep it super frugal. 
So what platform are you using? Uh, I'll share. It's not a big deal. It's just uh, GoDaddy. Oh, you're right. You're just using yeah. GoDaddy. All right. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. If it's getting your yeah. results, that's, that's great. Um, so when it comes to your CRM of choice, um, is there any particular one? Have you tried a few? And if you have, can you give us some feedback about that maybe? Yeah. I mean, the brokerage I use and a lot of other people use is uh, called Conversion. It's K-U-N version, right? Um they're pretty good. I've used them for different stuff. Like they have uh, emails that will go out on schedule and you can kind of customize it. Uh, you can do like different hashtags and stuff like that and create funnels. It's really nice. Uh, the MLS feature is really the thing that I use the most in terms of just emailing people properties and I don't have to physically do it like every single day. It'll just do it automatically. Um, so it's pretty nice in terms of that. It, it updates uh, every, I think, two hours, something like that. So it's very quick versus a lot of other companies are six to 12 hours. Yeah. So that one, so what, what's been, so there's a, there's always a little bit conflict in using the tools that your broker provides, because obviously you want to keep that database, that database that you've built, that you've sweated to develop is really your property, you know, and you might decide to leave the brokerage. If you use his, if you choose to use the brokerage's tool, normally part of the agreement is they have access to your database and they can market. If you leave the brokerages in your agreement, they can normally market to that database. So what, what's your, been your own position and thoughts around, do you agree with some of the things I've just said? Or Yeah, it is. I mean, it's 100%. Uh, you know, I've seen some stuff where people go, the broker will go in and uh, there'll be like a conflict. It'll be a situation where like it's my lead, somebody called in or uh, not called in, but like let's say they, they clicked into some link and then they downloaded their information. Uh, but then you know, Johnny pants at the office is uh, sitting in front of the broker and he's like, Oh, well, that's my, that's my guy. Cause I'm, you know, that's it, my friend or whatever. So um, there's a little bit of politics in that. Um, I always recommend having an Excel spreadsheet with uh, whoever contacts that you have in conversion or whatever your CRM is um, that isn't, you know, tied to your broker. So like, I just have a separate spreadsheet with people that, are my clients that if something were to happen, like God forbid, and you know, the rug gets pulled out from underneath me, at least I still have their information. All oh, right, yeah, I think that's good advice. You know, I think having either your own personal CRM or, or your own system um, is probably, you know, but if you just want to use Excel spreadsheet. So when it comes to the, to the Dallas area, what have been some of the changes that you observed? in Dallas, especially around the real estate agent area in the past couple of years? Wow, the real estate agent area. Um, well, it's really competitive here. We have over 66,000 real estate agents in just the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, I think Fort Worth maybe, because they had their own MLS, maybe a little bit more. Um, but it's just a lot of competition. So in order to stand out from the competition, you have to be over and beyond in terms of communication, in terms of branding, in terms of uh, just everything you do. So, you know, it's a real dogfight sometimes. Um, and uh, up until recently, I would say, 
last summer, probably about May-ish, maybe early June, was really the peak for real estate here. Um, so it's been steadily slowing down in terms mm-hmm. of not a lot of people have been coming as much as before or uh, house prices have just you know, kind of slowed down and gone down. So it's been changing from a seller's market into a buyer's market. Um, so you won't go out, you know, it used to be a house would hit the market and there'd be five people waiting at the door to like, go look at it. It's really not that way right now. Um, except for properties under 200,000, still multiple offers. Oops. He's gone. Hopefully he will come back. He's come back. He's coming back. I think he has come back. Um, So is that 200 market, is that more, is that first, obviously first time buyers, but also has it been driven by a lot of investment buyers? Yeah, it's been both. So it's, you know, if you're, if you go into a house and it's under 200,000, chances are somebody's going to put a cash bid on it and then it's going to become like a rental or a flip. Um, so it's just real difficult. Um, the stuff that I've seen recently that are under 200,000, uh, depending on which area in Dallas is going to be really tough. Uh, and what I mean by tough is like foundation issues or roof issues. And most first time home buyers, I mean, they would, they just want to get into a house, but you can't get them into that. Like there's no way that an appraisal will, will yeah. satisfy something like that. Yeah. I understand. So, um, on the luxury side of the market, um, so I think I've got the feeling from what we've been saying is that you, you don't do a lot of adverts. You use social media and you seem to be posting quite a lot of content just to keep make sure that you're in front of your target audience and then you make sure there's some interesting content on your website so when they check you over, they see you're legit. But you're using social media just to keep yourself in front of your target audience. Would that be correct? Yeah, exactly. So, so what other kind of marketing, um, do you still do open houses and and more traditional? Um, do you still do cold calling and phone calling? Do you, do you still utilize those methodologies? Um, I think all different stuff works. It just, depends on like how you use it and how much you use it. So, you know, I was having this discussion and I follow a lot of like Gary Vee and his stuff. And what he talks about is like pretty much spot on. Like, you know, you can do mailers, you can do postcards, you can do flyers on people's windshields. Cause I used to do that when I was a kid. Uh, you can't really do that here in Dallas, but um, you know, you could do knocking on doors, you can cold call, you can do, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't do half of that stuff. Uh, I stick mostly to social media, creating content. Uh, I have different leads coming in from different spots in terms of uh, like Zillow and Realtor.com. I don't do any really homes, but uh, you know, those type of deals that come in, I get listings and then uh, they get transferred over as buyers when they come over. Uh, So I do a lot of that stuff. I don't do as many uh, open houses unless it's, a listing of my own. So if it's a listing of my own, then I'll do the open houses. Um, so I'm just really particular about where I spend my time now versus a newer agent where you just have like a ton of time. You got nothing going on. Like you got to make something happen. Like I'm, I'm past that point now. So now I have a team member, like I'm trying to, now I'm trying to like scale. 
So in order for me to scale, it's more like I have to do time management. I have to make sure my team member is doing a good job. You know, I have to make sure my name's still, you know, integrity-wise, still good. So it's a little bit different in terms of where I am now than where I would say I was, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, sure. We're going to go for our break, folks. We'll be back. We'll be delving in the world of Chris Bailey and how he, you know, he's marketing himself in a very comp- competitive market effectively. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. We've had a bit of a chat with Chris. Uh, um, it's nice to get somebody that's actually, actually in the in the battle, as they say. Actually, um, doing some because a lot of times we have experts and we have a lot of people on the show, folks. But it's nice to get somebody, like I say, in the battle. And of course, I'm missing my co-host Robert, who's uh, off on vacation, but he he will be back next week. So, Chris, so if you were a new agent starting in the Dallas area this week and you could give that agent some advice, give give like two to three tips or pointers. What would you say to that new agent that was coming on asking the advice from you? Uh, the first thing is you got to find a mentor that is a high producing agent and that has time for you. So uh, that's kind of how I started my career was I found somebody that was a really good producer and uh, this is you know 16 years ago so the marketing was a little bit different but I would just go out and find people that would be step number two find people that were interested in buying a house or selling a house put a list together and then I just presented it to my uh, to my mentor and I was willing to take a, a percentage cut and I would just listen to my mentor and make calls you know obviously that's a little different time now it's more like text and email but um, I would just watch them and see how they carry themselves, see how they talk to the person, see, you know, listen to the questions that the buyer or seller had. And then I go on appointments with them. I made myself super available so I can learn the business, learn the ropes. And then once I learned how to do that, all the basic stuff, then I can focus more on like the more complex stuff, like the scenarios. Like I have a buyer that's looking for this, or I run into this problem. And that's uh, probably 90% of the business is dealing with the problems, not so much, you know, this is a house, this is a door, this is a key that opens the door. It's more of, you know, this buyer is trying to do this or the seller won't negotiate that. So that's, uh, that would say that's my top two is just going out and finding a mentor that's busy, has stuff going on, and then two, just prospect, you know, list together and just work that list. Yeah, I think that's, that, that is great advice. How important is it still to find the right brokerage that suits what you're looking for or the stage of career you're at? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I've looked at a lot of different brokerages here because, you know, it just I mean, that's what you do as a, a contractor. You kind of just look around. Um, so it's just we have a lot of people here that are uh, – not very high brokerages, but are full service, meaning that they have different 
uh, stuff available to you in terms of CRMs and websites and uh, you know open houses and different stuff like that. And then I've had some that are very straightforward, just very plain. We'll give you a hundred percent, but you got to know what the hell you're doing. Um, so it's it really depends on you and how you like to work. Some people love going into the office every day and like getting their coffee and sitting down and like working versus me. I don't like doing that. Like I like getting in my car and working and prospecting. And, you know, if that means going to breakfast, lunch, and dinner with different people every single day for the next you know, 12 months, so be it uh, networking events, stuff like that. So mine's more of like a boots on the ground versus some people like to go to an office. Um, it just really depends on your style. And then, you know, things change. So you can be going great with your brokerage at, you know, whatever percentage that you need a website and you need the open houses and stuff like that, you may switch and be like, you know what, like now that I got, you know, people that want to work with me, now I need to have a team with a bigger commission schedule. And, you know, now I need to hire employees to help me. So it's just a matter of uh, where you are really in the business and how you feel comfortable. So um, in the Dallas area, I don't know if, um, if there's been pressure on, commission levels and you know you've had um zillow with i a home buyer um these schemes where that they they offer to buy a property um i don't know if um redfin also you know um has that affected the market considerably in the dallas area and and how have you countered that pressure on on your commission well i and the, the way I got out of it, and when I first started here in Dallas, was that I was a, a 100% agent working at a discount brokerage. So I would just call people all day and offer them to sell their home for 500 bucks or for 1500 bucks, And then I would you know do marketing for the extra 1000 bucks. Um, and that was really cool, except that I would pick up the cheapest people ever. I mean, it was just like the, the worst of the worst. And, uh, you know, I really hate to say that, but it was. And then before you know it, you know, I just had a bunch of people that had problems everywhere and I wasn't getting paid. And, you know, amazing as, you know, was closing all those deals and getting all the, the accolades of closing a certain amount of, you know, of, uh, of property. Um, you know, I wasn't making any money, you know, so every deal I was like, you know, forking over a hundred bucks in my time. So uh, that's kind of where that is. And I've closed a couple of deals. Well, I closed one deal with Door. Um, and there's another company called Knock here. Um, but their service isn't very good. So I just want yeah. to, I, I think you've touched a really important um, area there, Chris, because what I think you're saying, because you started in that area of discount, uh, the discounted um, agent, the discounted brokerage, is I think what you're saying is that the, these models have been around quite a while. They, they, they have a new spin on them, a new flavor, but they, they attract, and obviously this is a generality, right. they attract clientele normally that, unless you're you're a beginner, you're starting your career, you generally want to avoid anyway. Is that, That's the impression what I think you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to put anybody down. I mean, I, no. I would, you know, it's just, 
I get it. Like you're, it's either a tight situation or you want to make as much money as possible. Like I totally get it. It's just, uh, as an agent, you get run over by those people because they expect you to do the same amount of money that you would have gotten if you were gotten 6% or 3% or, you know, 500 bucks or, or 1500 bucks. So, um, what has happened in my, you know, in my experience is like these companies like door and knock and stuff like that, their customer experience is terrible. So at some point in the near future, people are just going to be like, yeah, I've tried that before. And the service was awful. I would rather just pay somebody the full percent to get it done right. than I would to pay, you know, a small amount of money to do it wrong. And then I have to spend another, you know, whatever it is, 60 days fooling around with the thing. So uh, that, I think that's what's going to happen at some point. And you're hundred percent correct. I mean, they just put a whole new polish on the thing and it's like, Oh, this whole new product is coming out. And it's like, no, it's been around for a while. It's just, you know, just, it wasn't publicized like that. So what, what is you, cause you mentioned, I think before we went for the break or slightly after we came back, you know, that you do use Zillow and Realtor. So do you actually um, pay for leads through those two platforms? What I do. Yeah. I mean, I used to not do it. I had, I got burned by homes.com. Um, they changed their Google analytics and they got dropped by Google um, and they changed like their homepage or something. So I paid up to six months and I couldn't get out of the contract and I wasn't getting any leads. So, you know, I'm hemorrhaging thousands of dollars every month and like nobody's calling me. So, uh, you know, I ended up almost living in my car, honestly. So, uh, that's a whole nother podcast, but, um, I talk about it a lot and some of the other ones I've done, but yeah, like you can really go super crazy with that stuff and then not get the returns because a lot of people that call, uh, they may be 60 to six months to two years away from either buying or selling their house. So uh, it's really tough. Like I, for somebody that's new in the business, you know, they think that like, okay, if I just go out and spend, you know, $5,000 a month that I'm going to go out, and, you know, double that money and triple that money. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm just riding the gravy train. It doesn't happen like that. Like I tried that. I got burned. Like, don't do it. I think that's another excellent point, and this is why I wanted this discussion with you, actually, Chris, is, is that that's so too true, because what they don't realise is a lot of those leads is the quality of them, and it's the time um, difference between somebody actually looking, thinking of either buying or, or selling their property, and when they actually do, do the deed, it, it can be quite a period of time before they actually put the house on the market where you're getting that lead from, from um, Zillow or from um, realtor.com. So a lot of people just don't realize that, do they, Chris? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a difficult thing because you're like, okay, well, if I spend X dollars then I should get X leads and X leads will turn into, you know, let's say your ratio is like one out of 10 leads will lead to a sale. And then, you know, then I'll be able to rock and roll that month or rock and roll that, you know, quarter or whatever it is. And it really doesn't really happen like that. It could be, you know, you could bat just like baseball. You can go zero for 20. And then after the third month, you can get three deals, but those first two months are broke, you know? So 
uh, you know, just being a business owner, entrepreneur, you're going to end up really squeezing yourself doing stuff like that. Well, because um, a few other real, to, um, real estate podcasts and um, that I listen to myself, and it's, it's a dirty little secret is that the amount of properties up for sale um, fluctuates, but it keeps reasonably. But lead inflation, as I call it, the amount of leads generated have exploded in the past 10 years. Um, to So every one real person selling a house, there might be almost 10 leads. It depends on how you quantify what a lead is. And a lot of agents really got to understand um, what they're getting from various systems, isn't it, Chris? Because they what they think they're getting and what they're actually getting is totally different, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I get stuff that people are just interested to know, like how big the garage is, or can you send me a picture of the upstairs bedroom? Well, like each one of those cost me, let's say, $45. So I just spent $45 for you pressing a button to say, you know, can you send me a picture of the upstairs or, you know, how big is the garage? And you know, I'm like, I'm not going to run out there to go measure somebody's garage because I got my own things going on. So, um, and then of course you get a bunch of people that just want to kick the tires. They got nothing to do on like a Saturday night. They're sitting at home with a glass of wine and there's want somebody to like talk to them about this property and they have no interest in going out and looking at it. They just, you know, got nothing to do on a Saturday night. So uh, it's just buyer beware. Uh, I think it looks really great on paper in terms of, you know, I got these leads coming in and one out of 10 will close. But like in reality, like you have to really be in the right place in terms of business to really do that. And the other problem with systems like Zillow is that you, that they're sending out those leads to a group of agents. So, it, you know, the quickness of response. And if you're the, the third or fourth person, that's responding to that, that's bringing up that prospect, um, the kind of response you get isn't normally very welcoming, isn't it? Uh, no, I mean, some people don't want to talk to you. Some people just, uh, you know, they press the button, they expect something different to happen. And I totally get it. You know, like I was a, I'm a consumer, you're a consumer. Like if you press a button, you expect different things from, you know, different, different stuff. That's just the way it works. So, um, but the, the thing that I was really looking at, I've done some research a little bit, is uh, really when you look at it, like a lot of these uh, online marketing firms like the Zillow and the Realtors and, and you know, Homes and a lot of those guys, like what they're doing is just gathering data about us and then selling that data to us. And all they do is they just have an MLS feed and a website and that's it. So, I mean, they're just making tons and tons and tons of money on it. Um, and, you know, they they control where the leads go. So if you got, you know, if you got an in with those guys, they may be pushing more leads to you than the other person. I mean, it's just so, it's it's ridiculous. But that's a whole other topic. Right, Chris, we're going to end it now. Um, I think it's been a fascinating discussion. You have to come back. Hopefully you agree to come back and we delve in some of these other topics that we just scratched on. How's the best way to find out more about you and what you're up to in Dallas? Uh, social media and my website. So it's just Chris and then D as in danger Bentley.com or Chris D as in danger Bentley, uh, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I'm on Snapchat, but I usually don't really uh, get on there that much. So, 
uh, email, uh, DM, whatever. However you can get to me is fine. I answer everybody. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris. So we're going to wrap it up now, folks. Hopefully you've learned some insights. I think we've covered a lot of territory, actually, Chris, and we've given some insights um, to our audience. We'll be back next week with another great guest, and hopefully Robert will be back with me as well. And hopefully we'll be able to help you get the success for yourself and the family that you're looking for from your real estate business. We'll be back next week, folks. Bye. (laughs) 